Hi, I'm Eddie. I run a comic shop and publish my own comic strip. And I'm Roger, and I run a comic shop and my very own Comic-Con. And I'm Joe, a lifelong fan who does all the real work to make our show go. Every week, we'll discuss the newest insider info that you won't get from your favorite comics and talk to some of our favorite creators and publishers. So come take a peek behind the counter with Tales from the Comic Shop, part of the Geek Nerd Network. Weekly on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Think of the children. It's a trick. Get an axe. Give me some sugar, baby. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? See this? This is my The 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this week, baby, was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. Got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S-Mart. You got that? I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. Groovy. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Kiss Your Franchise Goodbye, the movie podcast where we talk about movie franchises. We're still... Here with the Evil Dead franchise, with the second to last as of right now uh, film in the series, the 2013 sort of reboot, sort of sequel, sort of something, uh, just simply called Evil Dead, uh, directed and written by Fede Alvarez. And um, can you I really call been... this writing? <laughs> well, you want to know a fun secret? Uh, so Fede Alvarez is from Uruguay, and um, English is not his first language. So uh, s- someone gave a uh, an uncredited rewrite to the screenplay. That someone was Diablo Cody, of all people, the writer what? of... Juno and Jennifer's body. Yes. Um, so interesting. It doesn't feel like Diablo Cody, though. Right? No. Um, There's no humor at all in this movie. I know. And so, well, and that, so that's the weird thing is like, I've been saying since like the first episode, like, wait until we get to the Fede Alvarez one because. I'm interested in how everyone sort of compares and contrasts Evil Dead 1 and 2 and the attempt to, like, update it. And so here we are. What do we think? So this movie takes itself way too seriously. And I know that, like, we we we, we really talked a lot about how the original series you know, was trying to be something that it wasn't. This isn't trying to be anything other than, like, straight horror. Um, And it just kind of fails. This is another one of those where gore and, like, body trauma and torture mm-hmm. just take the place of horror. They these lines have become so blurred that I think it, you know almost anything passes for horror, but there really should be like a gore category. 
mm-hmm. that this would fall into because it's not fucking scary. It's not even like at least the new one, the Evil Dead Rise, is like kind of suspenseful. This isn't even that. It, it, the only suspense was how much more can we torture a woman who's already a drug addict? Like she's already suffering. She's already in pain. And they just put her through every possible ringer in this movie. You know? Yeah. It, yep. it, it's just trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. And I... Like, like I was there. What's the best kill? I don't know if anybody actually died because they all just keep coming back to life. Like, did anybody actually die? I don't even know. You know, it, it, ugh, God, it, yeah, I just could not wait for it to be over. Seriously. I felt the same way, Melissa. I felt, I think you hit it 100% on the nail, on the head when you said that it takes itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Are you making a scary movie? Are you making a gore movie? Are you making a trauma flick that's just supposed to be about how people resist trauma? Like, what do you know? Do you have any idea? Because it's not scary. It's not suspenseful. It's not clever. It's not... Um, sorry, my daughter started playing music that just totally distracted me. Um, it doesn't have any, like you said, no suspense, no psychological like kick to it or anything that's going to make you like be questioning things there's nothing that even works for jump scares it's just mm-hmm. it's just gross, gross. yeah it's just gross and there's nothing redeeming about it there's nothing that like i've been watching a friend of ours posting pretty regularly over the last month about her love for the evil dead movies. And it's someone whom I usually agree with on stuff. And I've reached this point where I'm watching them, where it's like, I feel the same way I do when I'm talking to Mormons about religion. Do you really feel that way? Cause you otherwise seem like a really smart person. And I don't, I don't understand how we feel so differently. <laughs> and that's, that's really, that's all like of everything that I watched throughout this show. That's really all I could come up with clever to say is that it feels like people like this movie the same reason why they still believe in religion is because it's part of the franchise and they get on board and the harder that it goes, the more that they feel they have to defend it and dig in. And otherwise, I find absolutely nothing appealing about this movie to like in any way for anyone. So yeah, I'm done. I mean- I think there's, I think that's the the thing about this is, you know, the original Evil Dead is like half gore splatter fest and kind of unintentional comedy, and I think depending on how you feel about those two things, the like the first half of the fandom that's who this movie is for. It's like, let's turn all of that up to 11. Let's literally have it rain blood at the end. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, stick a needle in a guy's eye. Let's have people cutting off their faces, do the grossest possible things we can think of and film it. Uh, Because that's what you reprobates want. 
Um, and the other half of the fandom, I think, went to like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil camp. And I think that's, I don't know, speaking for myself, that's me. And I think that's probably you, Melissa. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, what's good about that? What's good about that first film or those first few films we get in that? Um, when I first saw this at South by Southwest, I was like, oh, well, I think Evil Dead fans are going to like this. And the only thing that I walked out of there being like, I just must not really like horror movies, I don't think. And that's something that I've, I've, I've sort of felt for quite a while. But then, like, occasionally I'll watch a movie and be like, okay, no, it's, it's not that I don't like horror films. It's just I don't like that kind of horror film. <laughs> You you um, like good horror films and these aren't them. Yeah. So I guess I just I just don't know the difference. It, it, or it you know it takes I think you know the difference. You liked Candyman. I did like Candyman. Mm. I liked Hereditary. Uh, Hereditary scares the bejesus out of me. Oh you my know, I haven't gosh. seen that movie. Oh my god. I haven't either, Melissa. Um, but if it scares you then that's exactly the kind of horror movie I like. There's a, it should elicit a response to you, from you that's something else that other than ew, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, and not ew because it's gory, ew because it's it's gross. Like, speaking of gross, can we talk about the tree rape scene? Yes, we have to. Absolutely. What the fuck? That's it was actually more grotesque and violating than the first one. How, of all the things in this franchise, how is that what you're doubling down on? How is that what you're recreating? I think they thought it's less bad because it's the, like, evil woman version of Mia doing it. And and I think that's another one of the flaws of this movie is that... I think it's trying to like have some feminist flowers um, by being like, Oh, see the final, the final person isn't Ash. It's Mia this time. And so she's the hero. And it's like, yeah, she gets like 10 minutes at the end kind of, but only after being tortured the previous hour and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's like, and and worse than all the rest of them, which goes back to the whole like cabin in the woods thing of like why why do we demand this of why do we demand that women suffer so much as mm-hmm. we as we watch this? That's just uh yeah. Um I so I agree. It's I think it's trying to have it both ways in in that way that like late 2000s early 2010s feminism was like also in a weird period where it hadn't quite moved into being like fully intersectional and it's like no look feminism see this is feminist it's like this is about as feminist as joss whedon right i 
Yeah. Uh, and this is like peak Joss Whedon season. So yes. They both think they are, but there's nothing about it that is. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so it's just so annoying and so frustrating. And I think the other thing that is to the major detriment of this movie is in all the other movies, I like the main characters. Like Evil Dead 2, every single one of those characters, even the ones you kind of don't like, they are at least a distinct character. And you do at least kind of like him a little bit. Like, even even the stupid truck driver and his girlfriend. Um, you know, you're there's at least a little bit of something to all of them. I hated all of these characters. I wanted them to die. I'm like, fuck these people. They're all <laughs> terrible. Yeah, sure, deadites, go ahead. Every single one of them's awful. I mean... And feel free to disagree with me, but I did not like any of them. I think the thing that makes this feel the grossest to me is that it's liked. That hmm. it's adding to a dialogue that this is horror and that it should be like the first one was so long ago that you can almost forgive it in hopes that it does better as it goes on. But this, it's not. It's just worse, and it's getting worse, and it's adding to a culture and a dialogue and an acceptance and, like, a numbing to the torture of women, a numbing to... That this is called entertainment. Like, it's, it's not horror. It's just... And I think that adding to that... That overall conversation in this way makes it really disappointing for it having been in, what was it, 2013? Yeah. Like, it's just, how is that a case still, right? Like, this, let's just do better and be smarter, and it's not. Yeah. Anything else we want to say to trash this movie? I think that might be it. It's just like kind of done with this garbage. Yeah, I, I just one more thing because you said something earlier about how okay, the the final girl is actually a girl here, right? Mm-hmm. The survivor, but it's implied at the end that you know in the end credit scene that that she's didn't. I mean, she survived, but that that the deadites got to her again or something, right? Right. So did. She really survived. I, who fucking knows, right? But the new and I, I no, I'm not going to spoil this too much. The new one, Evil Dead Rise. Have either of you seen it yet? I have not. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna go. I see haven't it. yet either. So a writer I follow on Twitter, who I generally like, who works for the Mary Sue. Um, we don't agree on everything, but we agree on quite a bit. Our opinions. And she says that um, the Evil Dead Rises fixes something that the Evil Dead franchise had that was bad, which is that the men were always surviving. So clearly she skipped this movie or maybe it was so traumatizing that 
she forgot that the woman was the final girl, you know? This is a forgettable movie in some way. It really is. It it is. I'm glad we did this now before it just leaks out of my brain, you know, because that's all I want it to do is just leak out of my brain so I can forget, you know? Um, But it's... Shit, how do I say this without spoiling? Um, So there's at least one female survivor. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Um, But like I told you, Andy, in my little mini micro Twitter review of that movie, um, the women are front and center in this movie. Absolutely. But they are the ones who are tortured the most. And it's not in this movie. It's not just physically. There's a lot of blood and gore, believe me. Um, You know, there's... a a scene with the cheese grater that you're not soon going to forget. Okay. But they, it's psychological trauma too. Like at least here, it's more gore and blood and body horror than anything else. But in the new one, I think part of the reason why it's suspenseful and is a grade better than this movie is because of the psychological component that makes it eerie and, you know, sufficiently eerie and and creepy. Mm -hmm. But all of the psychological shit is at the, it happens to women. So sure. Mm -hmm. Women are surviving these movies more maybe, but in what shape and, and how much do they have to bear? How much do they have to go through? How much is enough? You know, these movies go on a little too long because I think the writer or director or perhaps both are in love with torturing women. That's what I feel like. After Mm -hmm. seeing this movie and Evil Dead Rises, these fuckers like to see women suffer. So I don't care if they survive. I want to care if they can actually do more than just be a victim by surviving. Yeah. Cause you can survive an ordeal like this, but what kind of life are you going to have with that level of trauma? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. I totally understand. And, and in evil dead rises, there's a little girl who I can't see her being anywhere except a psychiatric hospital the rest of her life. After what she went through, all the trauma is at the hands of women. The men die quick deaths in comparison. It's like, like mercy killings in comparison. So anyone who's trying to say that this series is getting more feminist or more um, proactively woman no, you're just letting the women survive, but not before putting them through absolute fucking hell. Right. And honestly, you wonder, like, what kind of life is it going to be after this for them? Was it even worth surviving? You know, because if you're just going to be tortured the rest of your life, what kind of life is that? Right. And so these women just suffer, suffer, suffer. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. And on behalf of Melissa, I say, come at me, bro. (laughs) Because I agree. (laughs) It'll be, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And how do we create a, a horror narrative that centers women 
where they get to be the sole survivor, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not as, it's not about their suffering. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, because I, I feel like that that's, you know, part and parcel with the trope of the, the final girl, the, the Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, mm-hmm. Laurie Strode in, in throughout the Halloween series um, with the women at the center of the, of the scream franchise. Um, you know, I don't right. know. It's uh it's how do we how do we deconstruct that and make it because it's because like it's it is in some ways fun to watch ash like get tons of fake blood dumped on him um and like cut off his hand and have his hand like you know mocking him in the walls or whatever and it doesn't it doesn't seem like suffering um we can like sort of laugh at it and he gets to be a hero how do we do that with um with female centric horror i think that's a uh i don't know um it's an interesting conversation because like, we all know how much I love the Scream series, but I have the same problem with it, right? Like, you have these these women who go on, and uh, if I start down that road, I'll just go on forever, and I just don't think it's worth well, it for this podcast, because we'll talk about it later. But right. it's like, you have them all, and it represents, like, this very clever, this very smart, this very intentional, like, contribution to horror movies with with these women who it's still like the final girl, like you still have this, this continuation and each new movie speaks to it in a new way. And um, again, if I say much more, I'll just end up talking about scream the whole time, but it's like, it is the thing that even though I like them and I think they say so much and they have so many undertones that I think are very, very smart. What do you fucking do with that? Yeah. How do we do it differently? I was thinking like, does James Cameron maybe have kind of the right idea with Sarah Connor and um, Ripley in the aliens movies? Um, Like, because both of those characters get to be triumphant even though they are constantly in danger. Um, I, I wonder if that is more the model that, that we should be looking at. So I don't know because those movies are plenty scary too. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, yeah, I don't know, but. And there is some of it, right? There is some of it. And I think that, if it were asked for, it would be easy to write into those movies. It would be totally right. easy to do them in a different way. They just haven't been because it's not what people want and they're not asking for it. And I think that's why it leads to this bigger contribution to the conversation and why it's so problematic. Yeah. <sighs> so let's let's get on that. Whoever can whoever can crack that nut of 
uh, fixing the final girl trope and and making it so women don't suffer. Uh, let's uh, let's do that. Okay. Uh, anything else, or do we just want to talk about this this movie's box office? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is it I even mean, worth it? Does it deserve it? Yeah, I mean, well, kinda. I'm kidding, and I'm kidding. Uh, so, so this is interesting. I'm the movie purportedly only cost about seventeen million dollars to make. It was very cheap, and it made uh, fifty-four point two million. Uh, inflation adjusted that sixty-one. So, I mean, it more than tripled back the money that it made, and it's still interesting that it took them another decade before they decided to make another one of these. And so that's in some ways kind of weird, but maybe speaks to uh, where Hollywood is at right now, um, where even in terms of making remakes, um, they, they don't necessarily want to make a $20 million remake that's going to make $60 million. They want to make a $120 million movie that's going to make a billion dollars. And they know that Evil Dead is not that. Um, I'm sure that this one is probably going to do about the same. It'll be interesting if it breaks $100 million. Um, meanwhile, like, Super Mario Brothers and Guardians of the Galaxy are just like gobbling everything else up. Um, so yeah, that's that's this movie's box office. Um, studio notes. Oi. I don't have anything specific besides just don't make it. Like scrap the whole thing and start over. Mm-hmm. And don't keep anything of what you did. Yeah, I I will. I I think I tend to agree with you that this is just like not going to work. Uh, nix the tree rape. The, uh, you know the update doesn't help it, and the other big thing is, I think you can't have the black woman die first. Like that just, that just can't be it. If anything, um, it should have been, uh, uh, glasses beard guy who should have died first for reading the damn book. He's the idiot. Kill him. Um, Melissa, is it just scrap it, or do, would you have anything even more specific? Yeah, I, I, you know, um, the biggest duty that I have is fuck your tree rape scene. Yeah, like it's fucking disgusting. And of all the things doubled down, like I said, I can't believe even in the year this was made. I know this was made over a decade ago. They still should have known better. Yeah. You know, <laughs> excuse me. It's not like it was any secret that that scene was much maligned, you know, even back in the 70s. So I just don't understand with 
like 40 years of hindsight that they could still do that shit and make it worse somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe just not make the movie at all, but you know, the thing is most movies have something that if done right, it could have been a way better movie, maybe even a good or a great movie. And the fact that they have a, you know, even if it's a smaller on the smaller side, but they have a built-in audience and, you know, 17 million is actually a big budget for a horror movie, you know? Yeah. So like eight, this, this had the potential to be so much better because I actually like the premise of the, the, of having an actual reason to go out there other than just partying or what, or, you know, whatever. I mean, they were trying to get what's her face to detox, you know, that's a, as good a reason as any to go out in the woods because you're not going to find a drug dealer out there, you know? Um, the fact that her friends were there for her and her, and her brother came back, even though, you know, they had some kind of history there. It just, you know, those were seeds that could have, if planted properly, been a really good movie. And I guess that's what's most disappointing. Like, the premise was so much better than, oh, they, they wanted to go party before finals or something and they crossed a bridge like idiots into this cabin in the woods. You know what I mean? It just, this had potential and mm -hmm. that's the worst part. They yeah. just squandered it. Yeah, I agree. And I do like the idea of flipping it on the, on the head of, Oh, instead of the teenagers going to the, the cabin to like go have sex or party or whatever. It's like, Oh, we're, we're trying to get a friend clean. It's like, okay, interesting take on that. Um, yeah, there's there's little bits and pieces that I think are interesting here, but that don't really justify it when it's all when it's all added up into its its larger self. Okay, um, do we? Do we have any... Can uh, I just say on behalf of JB, in case he doesn't make it? Yeah. He said, I'll be there as soon as I can to be mad that the dog died. Oh, so I think yeah. he would take that out. Oh, so yeah. I just thought while we're doing studio notes, since he just sent it, I would yes. say that on his behalf. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Um, I, and that's just so egregious, too. They have to kill the dog. I mean... I guess, but like, why even have the dog in the first place? It's like, uh, that just, that just seems terrible. Um, hopefully JB shows up before we get done here. Um, because I don't know if we have many favorites here. Do we have any favorite lines or one-liners? Bueller, Bueller. The end? No. The end. <laughs> I I do like um I do like when possessed Mia just goes, You're all gonna die tonight. I'm like, ooh, I kinda like that. I don't um I mean that's there's nothing like meaty about that, but um 
that is one of the few things that kind of worked for me. I did think it was kind of cool how he brought her back to life. Like he killed her so that the spirit would leave her and he could bring her back to life undeaded or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and at the same... And at the same time, that also then brings about the apocalypse because then that means that five people have died. So the the evil one can rise. So um, which sets up the final battle. Yeah, like there are a couple little interesting tidbits in here. Um, any anything else? Best side character? Can we just say the dog? <laughs> yes, Grandpa the dog. The dog. For the sure. Dog. The dog, yeah. Because I kind of hated everybody else too. Agreed. Best song? I don't think there was any music in here, Mm-mm. which is unfortunate. Okay, best kill death. I do have one. I don't know if anybody else does. Uh, I still like Chainsaw to the Head. <laughs> Bringing back a classic from Evil Dead 2. Chainsaw to the Head is lots of fun. Uh, Mia versus her final evil possessed self. Just bisect that brain in half. I'll take it. Anything else? Okay. Just general disapproval. Just Mm. general disapproval. Is this a good movie? No. No. Fuck no. In this one, we finally agree. I'm like, no. Where does it fall on Melissa's scale of do you show it to children? (laughs) Um. If you think your kids are too sheltered and you want to give them a little trauma so they can (laughs) brag about online, show them this movie. Other than that, fuck it. (laughs) Do you think the main character is a good person? Is Mia a good person? I mean, we never get to know her very well before she becomes a deadite, so... Yeah. I mean, she seems to love her brother, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, like... Isn't that one of the biggest problems of this movie is that we don't know the main character? Mm. We don't know. Now, why I... should we care if she lives or not? Right? They're more interested in torturing her. She only exists to be tortured, not to let us know who she is or anything about her or to have any sort of storyline. Yeah, we mm. don't know anything about any of them except for, like tiny bits of background detail about Mia and David's mom and the fact that she was you know dying of some terminal illness so like we yeah we just don't know and it it does kind of make you respect a little bit the the efficiency of the the characterization and storytelling that Raimi was able to do in the first couple movies where we didn't need a whole lot, but it, 
it was enough to make us care one way or the other about any of these people. Yeah. Having a woman exist only to be tortured for a movie and giving no further thought to it than that is just disgusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no good. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, we bet that beat that dead dog. I mean, cat. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So next, we will do Evil Dead Rise um, out now in theaters. Uh, we will. Okay. Wait. Did we didn't we didn't have to pause and start over for any technical errors, right? No, we haven't. We really only gave that movie thirty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> good. Just, there's just, uh, there's, uh, I don't know. There's All right. Not a Sorry, lot I didn't mean to, to interrupt. No, there's not a lot here to chew on. It's like we went for an hour and a half on Cabin in the Woods because for all of its pomp and circumstance, uh, there was a lot to to talk about in there. Um, You know, so at least there's something there. But this is just like, this kind of sucks and we don't like it. Yeah. We could we could say that for another half hour if we want to. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, so on to hopefully better things with with the final movie here. Um Evil Dead Rise. So yeah, that's that's next week. Uh and then then we have to decide, Brooke whether whether we're doing your birthday movie or whether we want to start with um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and then do your birthday movie. So kind of. Well, you, but I am fine with whatever the majority wants. Like, I think we could go either way. I can't. I can't wait to do this birthday movie thing with you. It is going to be. Wild. Again, Melissa, I'm sorry. <laughs> everyone else like we've all kind of earned this torture so i don't feel like i need to apologize to anyone else but you you don't deserve this in advance (laughs) yeah i mean maybe we could like be like you do not have to watch this if you don't want to once we it's her birthday movie of course i'm going to watch it Okay, you we... say that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so terrible and so fun. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, um, well, well, apologies uh, to JB that we didn't get him on in here, but at least we got to talk about the dog uh, dying and how that sucks. Um, but we'll we'll see y'all next time and. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, no tree rape. Boo. Throw back your head and kiss it all goodbye. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. And all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.